the great debates. And look, I just want to tell you that I would rather not waste any time. So I've asked for silence as we get going. And uh, I'd like to just cue a debate here. Uh, I'm going to put four minutes on the clock. Steve Healy is going to take the pro. And the topic is there are at least 10 real haunted houses in California. Hi, everyone. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. I'm going to say there's got to be, I don't know, 10 to 20 million houses in California, including abandoned farms, uh, ranches along the foggy north coast, old gold rush, literal ghost towns uh, in Bodie and along the Sierras and way out in the desert and methed out, burned out cabins out there in Joshua Tree uh, in the far desert, Mojave. Just picture picture the vastness of California and the sheer number of houses. Now, this debate's really going to come down to the definition of haunted house, but I'd argue like a house that had something ghoulish happen in it and has very bad vibes such that you wouldn't want to spend the night there, that's a haunted house. And I think there's probably at least 100,000 such houses in California. I think there's probably a 1,000 active haunted houses tonight with people sleeping in them, going to sleep knowing something ain't right here. There's a creak in the boards. There's something up in the attic, something fishy, a smell coming from the basement that you don't like. The way the wind rattles the shutters is beyond the ken of what humans consider safe, nice place to sleep and has a haunt to it. And so I think there's, my number would be probably in the mid thousands haunted houses in (laughs) California. Very reasonable. Uh, I'm Dave King. I'm taking the con. You know Healy's in trouble when he goes for the painting, the images, the <laughs> lyrical uh, side of Healy beyond the ken, trying to use his words <laughs> and his knowledge of the little nooks and crannies of forgotten California to try to win the, the listener over. And believe me, I love it as much as the next guy, but he didn't tell us anything about why a house would actually be haunted. Are there places where you don't want to spend a night? Of course, that's not what a haunted house is. We've all, I mean, by God, we've been on vacations where you check into a hotel room and something's wrong and you go, I don't want to sleep in this room. That doesn't mean that it's haunted just because there's like, as you said, a bad smell or something. That's not what a haunting is. We all know that a haunted house is a house or a quote unquote real haunted house. That was the topic. (laughs) A real haunted house means that it is actually being haunted by a specter a dead entity of well, some kind. Okay, well, let me go correct ahead. you there. Sure. I, I think Please. Spectre could be bigger than just dead entities. There could be um, sort of like uh, a Yucca Man kind of Sasquatch creature that's uh, yes, uh, it could be not any, necessarily a dead human, but right. some... Any of those a, things. A dead bear could sure. be involved. Okay, Definitely. So it could be yeah. a ghost. It could be... A yes. Sasquatch. It could yes. be any of a number of things a that don't actually from the, exist. There, there's got to be 20 houses in California that are near, next to, near an abandoned mine shaft. And once you start drilling into the earth, ooh, the spooky stuff that comes out of there, we haven't even begun to categorize yet. But there are 
dark beings uh, at work uh, inside the earth, as I think people have known since caveman times. And there are some haunted houses. Okay, you, all right, this is you haven't way. actually given any example of like of a an actual haunting and. We all know well, that we, we, uh, okay. Let me, let, let, you're right. Let, okay, sure. Let's go get ahead. down to specifics. The Winchester yep. House. Every anybody here in California has probably heard of the Winchester House. Sarah Winchester. She was married to the guy uh, Winchester Rifles. Uh, he died. She was very wealthy, but a little touched. And uh, she commissioned this house to which they kept adding rooms and rooms and trap doors and strange phenomena. It's all up there in uh, I think it's in San Jose and. It's spooky and weird, and she was haunted by uh, what she imagined to be the specters of people who'd been killed by uh, Winchester well, rifles. That's, just, just that's a haunted house. What she Hearst Castle. Hearst Castle, yourself, now a state park. She wasn't haunted by the actual thing. She was haunted by what she imagined to be well, the, the ghosts that, of people. That's an imagination that's difference right there. You know it is. An imagination that it, uh, uh, manifests so strongly and across... Uh, personalities takes on a reality and that's where haunted houses are becoming real in California. That just happens. But look, any neighborhood in California, any neighborhood in the country, any neighborhood probably in the world, you get the kids together. They're going to tell you about uh, Dave. You probably heard uh, hammer road or like uh, the, the skin house. Did you ever hear lore like that in Needham of fabled houses that just something fables. bad happened there or uh, yes. Fables. Yeah. But well they said, were, but well those said. houses, houses that had something bad happen in them, have a, a, a eerie um, sense of abandonment. Okay, there's something. Ha- the word we use is haunted. That house is just haunted, and it can happen that a house accumulates so much uh, evil energy or dark history or um, just uh, st- even just a state of uh, disrepair that begins to ber- verge on the diabolical or the falling into uh, evil and uh, unhealth, these things blur. I'm I'm not saying that these are like distinct concepts, but (laughs) those things blur together to create haunted houses. It's a phenomenon. Every word, every language we're going to find in the world has a word like haunted to mean like, yeah, that's a spooky spectral place. Don't mess with it. I am humble enough to recognize that even uh, as though I I revere and respect science, I still acknowledge, as do most people, that there can be something spooky and haunted out there, and I'm not messing with it. There's at least 10 of them in California. As I say, I think that it's the number... If we did a survey, it would be in the thousands. Okay. Healy, honestly... San Francisco alone's got 10, no doubt. Okay. Honestly, that was gorgeous. Thank you. I'm going to try in my closing statement to move away (laughs) from the macabre poetry of Healy and towards some actual arguments against what I think most people consider to be quote-unquote haunted houses. I think they fall into two buckets. One is a place where something horrible has happened, as you said, the Winchester house, something where there is a story built into the place, okay? And so I would argue that that is a, uh, that those are, as you admitted, places where people are coming up with, with uh, are, are basically using their own imaginations to scare themselves. They're not actually being haunted by the ghosts of whoever it is, the Winchesters, etc. It's the person uh, using their uh, own, like, psychological trauma or what or whatever it is to sort of, like, eat itself. Uh, and it, there's not actually any haunting going on. 
The other are houses or places where people would say they've seen something, right? A ghost or a, a phantom or something like that. And I would just offer as actual evidence instead of talking about like um, whatever ghost towns in Joshua Tree and how beautiful they are and, va and the vastness of California that we now understand that a lot of, of these like so-called sightings of ghosts and ghouls, there's a reason that they happen in very old houses. And that is that there's often off-gassing of some kind from a basement or from an unknown location there are chemicals that were used either in the treatment of the wood in the basement or the glass that was made, and it off-gasses in such a way that causes hallucinations. That's not a haunting. That's an actual hallucination. People don't understand that. I love but it's that. it's very common. Sorry, keep going. And that's the so end of my closing statement. I, I love that because you rationalists, every couple of years, there's a new one of these. Oh, it's just actually, it turns out it's off-gassing. Uh, perfectly normal explanation for what's going on. It's just radon coming from whatever. And, you know, a few years ago, it was probably like, oh, no, it was just a... Uh, you know, um, uh, some uh, scent from some aphids or something. There's always a new, uh, expl perfectly rational scientific explanation. And the fact that we have to keep coming up with these for a phenomenon that we've been, as long as humans have existed, they've described spectral phenomena, spooky uh, events, encounters. Look, just in California, I just, off the top of my head, was writing down like, Neverland Ranch still exists. I think they raised one of the houses where they did, where one of the Manson murders went down, but there's another one, the house where like Brittany Murphy died. Like there's a million of these just in Hollywood. Expand that to, if we just went to Lodi, California tonight, we gathered some teens. They could tell us two or three. If we went to San Bernardino, there's going to be a couple. If San Francisco, I mean, all the live long day up hey, there. Hey, have you ever lived in a place where someone died? Uh, I mean, I, I have, well. I lived in a part, I moved into an apartment where an old woman had died, my, our friend's grandmother, right before we moved in, right okay. before we moved in. Okay. We knew exactly where she passed away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Never bothered me. Never felt anything. Never, in no way did it, did there feel I mean, that's, I'm haunt. glad that your friend's grandmother passed in peace. Um, I have to say I went to that apartment a few times. I wouldn't describe it as unhaunted. It was a little like if you had had me stay there through the night, stay awake all night on Halloween night by yourself in that apartment. I mean, I mean, I feel yeah, like I, did I that. don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, that was I'm not so sure. In that house. Yeah, it, it could have happened. Are you really going to say that 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 house was 100% totally unhaunted? Do you think that? Are you? What is this? Really? <laughs> yes, I really have to say that. We got to bring Medina in here. Medina, <laughs> come on in, Tom. Well, okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh -huh. um, I, I was. I think something that Dave did early on the in the debate that was effective <laughs> was to point out that in the topic. We're really talking about, quote unquote, real haunted houses. That's the thing, man. And and it it seems so obvious, but the the whole the the debate hinges on that word, real haunted houses. <laughs> and so let's just say, for instance, <laughs> that the Winchester <laughs> Mystery House is a real haunted house. That's one. That you have <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Yeah>. offered actual <laughs> evidence of and, and brought up in your debate. But 
All of the other ones, as far as I could tell, were, you know, like maybe some kids know about a house (laughs) in San Bernardino, but they're not (laughs) legitimate real haunted houses. Now, I felt once that I was in a hotel room in Savannah, Georgia, that was haunted. And I believe, honestly, I believe Savannah is haunted more than I do California. I think it's well known that it's haunted and they talk about it. I was there, I was sleeping, and in the middle of the night, the television came on very loudly, and I felt this rush of cold in the room, and I got the chills, and it was terrifying. And a a sort of uh, no, but it was a sort of like a dark feeling that I hadn't Uh ever felt before. And uh, but I was. I woke up and then I I endured the haunting alone, if that makes sense. And then I went <laughs> back to bed. Was this a place? Very I'm, manly. I'm not trying to poke holes I or anything. I'm just curious. Was this a place that in any way like advertised itself as like spooky and haunted or no? That's interesting. Like I, I, well, I remember that the kind of the whole town sort of talked about being haunted. It's possible that this hotel was like, yeah, it's haunted here. Uh, and like so, Savannah kind of has like baby New Orleans vibes, right? Of like, yes, yes. Yeah, there's some weird stuff happening here. Like voodoo is kind of in the air or something. Could it be that they trigger the televisions to come on in the middle of the night for the guests? That, that would yeah. be. Slick. There's nothing more voodoo than watching the TV late at night. You, anyway, do you feel like you've ever been in a haunted house or anything? Um, well, I think we maybe talked about this on an earlier episode. Um, One time when I was in Ireland, when I was a young, uh, guy, I was walking to a remote, uh, like farmhouse. I was the only person that got off the bus in this remote town. And I was walking to a place that was like two miles down the road. And I felt like there was a specter ahead of me on the road. And I was like, huh, I don't like that. I didn't want to like catch up to it. Uh, so I kind of like hesitated my walking and it continued to hover like ahead of me. It's possible it was just a cow or I was just tired or whatever. Wait, but wait, wait. It was definitely like eerie. <laughs> wait, it's possible it was a cow or you were tired? Yeah. <laughs> it was either okay. a specter, a cow, okay. or I mean, being tired. Uh, just analyzing my own story, I'm like, sure, okay, this guy was been on the road for a while. He was far away from home. Mm. Uh, you know, it was late at night. He's, a, he's in a weird place by himself. Maybe he's just, you know, he'd probably be up all night. Uh, maybe he was mildly hallucinating. Or... I was in an agricultural area. There might have been an animal walking down the road that gave me the sense of there being something spooky down the road. Who knows? But what I felt was, yeah, there's a a spectral form moving down the road ahead of me. Was it it in the shape of a cow? It it was not in the shape of... uh, It was not distinct in its shape. It was a sort of figment of light and shade. Was it um, Bloomsday? Were you recreating the walk of Ulysses? (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, this was out in like way Western Ireland. And actually oh, this okay. town had, the town was sort of a spooky town. It was famous for like, they would put these big iron things. They were famous for graves. scaring tourists. That's the thing. They didn't even have any tourists. It was like mm. a nowheresville town, but spooky vibes for sure. Yeah. Mm. Ancient, strange. Uh, and you know, this has been a place where, you know, probably in 1840, like everybody died and who knows what kind of weird stuff happened there. 
you know, and that's that, that I, I, there's resonance to that for sure. You can feel it. Why would you go to Savannah if not to feel some resonance mm. of history that lingers, mm-hmm. which we could call hauntedness, right? Mm-hmm. We could. We wouldn't I call it real haunt. I wish I'd had that. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good, Healy. Okay, that was thanks. good. Yeah. Um, I've never felt like I've been haunted at all. Let's go on to the next topic. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost like set up to your horror movie act one. Yeah, I've never been right. haunted. Anyway, good night. <laughs> you're right. Oh, no. What have I tempted? Act the first 10 seconds of your trailer. Are you home alone today, <laughs> Okay, Dave? anyway. Yes. Yes. Oh, Uh-oh. don't worry. Uh-oh. About Uh-oh. I got donut. I got donut. Okay. So if donut oh, yeah, starts barking, we'll know. Yeah. 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 Donuts are talking. <laughs> well, ancient Egyptian. Would it be nice to do maybe another debate right now? I yeah, think yeah. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. To kind of get our minds off. I got something that's yeah, going to take Dave us getting too scared to just another a happier place. I'd like to think. Oh, okay. I like <laughs> An that. uplifting place. A place of light rather than darkness. I'm going to have Healy take the pro, I think. Yeah, Healy take the pro. And the topic is John Denver. But, okay, I'm, hold oh. on. The topic is John Denver with an exclamation point. So it's more like John Denver. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, All good. Right. Great. Let's go. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. Here's where I'm at on John Denver. Used to love listening to, I think we had literally the records when I was a kid. Rocky Mountain High, uh, uh, Country Roads, two all-time great bangers. Everybody loves them. I mean, not bangers exactly, but two-time great great sing-along, joyful songs. I think I saw a documentary about John Denver some time ago. Um, guy was a creature of his time. He seemed like he was maybe a little... Um, I don't know. I think we throw this around too much spectrum or something, but he was a little unusual in his relationships and his uh, connection to others. He had, he was touched with musical power and just a kind of folksy feel good thing that we needed there in the seventies uh, as the United States emerged from the chaos, the assassinations, the war of the sixties And there was John Denver, as there always is in this country's great history. There's the right guy for the right time with the right message, which is like, take me home down those country roads. You know, I'm I'm taking a walk in the Colorado Rocky Mountain High and being rejuvenated. And the 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 fact that his name is John Denver, I don't know if that was a stage name or what, but he's a Colorado kind of guy. And that was all part of the putting it all together into such a unified package is I always think that's really cool and harmonious. Here's a guy named John Denver has a song about the Rocky mountains. That's neat. And it's nice. And it just allows it to register. Uh, I, I think he was big internationally in part because it's just a simple to get concept. He had the big goofy glasses and then he died in kind of an interesting, weird way, flying his own plane, which <laughs> kind of adds to the legend. You know, if he were still alive now and he was like, telling people not to get vaccinated or something, which I think could have been an outcome for him from what I know about him. Uh, that might've been worse, but no smashed his plane into a mountain. That's it. All we got is the music and put, put it all together. I have a smile on my face and so does everybody else listening because we're talking about John Denver and John Denver. Yeah. Exclamation point for sure. Yeah, man. If ever there was a man who lived life without exclamation points, it was John Denver. Mild-mannered, mild music, 
tempered attitude, tempered clothing, boring, milk toast, all of those things describe John Denver. Let's get into some details. I want to start with one of your last arguments. And by the way, I'm Dave King and I'm taking the con. You said that because of his Rocky Mountain High Colorado thing, he presented this great unified image. Not so. There's one central problematic duplicitous thing about John Denver, which is he's famous for two songs. One of them is Rocky Mountain High and the other is Country Roads Take Me Home, which is about West Virginia. Who is he? Which that John Denver question mark? What's your deal? Are you representing the Appalachians or the Rocky Mountains? That's not an exclamation point. You can't do that. He's one way or the other. He's faking it. Like, I don't know where he was from or what his deal was. I don't know that much about John Denver, but I do know that he's famous for two songs and they represent two different things. And that's not how you get an exclamation point in life. Let me give you a point here because this comes up on like a Reddit today. I learned every so often, like I'm pretty sure that John Denver wrote country roads about West, almost having West Virginia without ever having been to West Virginia, which on the one hand is kind of like, yeah, you know, sure. You could say question mark on the other hand, like they've embraced that song in West Virginia. When people go to West Virginia, they think about the song and it's very, it has a kind of like, it's like one of those like German or Japanese pop stars. that's like obsessed with sort of the concept of America. I like that about John Denver. I, I think mean, that's it's fun. Musical carpet. And, and by He's the way, having two, I would two love... huge hit songs that if you were ranking the hit songs of Colorado and the hit songs of West Virginia have to be in the conversation for two out of the 50 yeah, songs. That's is, huge. That's amazing. That's an exclamation point right there. How many the people have 50. a two, are on the two, two state states? Like if you're going to nominate the state song of Colorado or West Virginia, John Denver is absolutely going to be that's in the fine, but in the finals. Songs, that's state, cool. Healy, that's exclamation songs, point. They don't have exclamation points. State songs are boring. They're not like like arena rock songs are exclamation point. State songs are like nice little. I don't even know what punctuation <laughs> would go with them, but it's certainly not like. State song! Like, who actually cares about the state song? Also, I would love to get someone who is a native West Virginian tell them that John Denver never set foot in West Virginia or whatever the story is, and then see if they approve of that song being their uh, they would state. Say, I think, I, isn't Almost I Heaven think on their license plates? It. I think it's like they've they've incorporated it into their whole uh, it's, ideology. It's totally possible. Look, let me, let me offer yeah. some other stuff about John Denver. I don't really, I don't really have strong feelings about John Denver, but a couple of points against him, I think, for living an exclamation point life or just even John being excited about him or however you want to put this. One is like, when was the last time you really people like t- people don't talk about John Denver? Like, I feel like he's <laughs> why are you laughing? Because you can't use people aren't talking about him as an argument when we're talking. The whole topic of the debate is his name. Well, we're talking about him right now. I can't remember the last time I talked about John Denver. Like, he doesn't come up. I don't think he has. Like, this is a guy who, as you said, died prematurely and doesn't Dave? have. I think we lost. Dave is frozen. Hello. Dave. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I could hear you guys. The, I, I was saying, like, here's a guy who died prematurely, should have that, like, legendary status, should have that, like, gone too soon vibe to him that puts you in, like, rock and roll heaven or whatever. But I don't, like, hear his songs on the I don't hear people going, like, man, R.I.P. John Denver. Another point I want to make about him, like, compared to, like, even 
contemporaries like I I don't know who he who he goes with in like the musical pantheon but like think about um how people view Willie Nelson versus John Denver like Willie Nelson and I understand that he's alive but like his music lives and breathes and like affects people and has like he abridged country and folk and like a variety of genres and John Denver like I feel like since his death history has not looked kindly on the influence of John Denver like music just has not for better or worse I don't I don't really care about John Denver but I'm just saying like it's not like he's I, I don't hear like young songwriters going like well my parents had John Denver records and that's why I wrote like whatever the bleachers album like it's not that just doesn't happen another thing that has to be said bad actor unfortunately he tried to be an actor I've only seen him in the oh god movies they're bad, he's bad in them, and that's like a strike against, like, what a dumb thing for, like, a. that's not what an authentic country, like, American singer does. Like, you don't see Willie Nelson doing that. You don't see, oh, I don't know, wait, who are like... I don't the, know, Willie Nelson's acting record's pretty spotty, too. I mean, he was in a couple bad... John Denver was trying to be a leading man. He tried to go Hollywood, and he failed, and it's like an embarrassing like kind of chapter in his life where it's like, yeah, he was okay. Like he's going with the Muppets. He's got stuff. a really nice episode of the Muppet show. I think yeah, right. uh, if we're going to talk about his acting yeah, record, the, that has to be registered. Another example of like, you know, like children's, I mean, look, I love the Muppets, but you don't put an exclamation point on a Muppet show performance. They're that's, like, <laughs> like that's where an exclamation. Okay, Dave, I'm going to make my closing statement now. And you're welcome to refute me when I'm done. But I think that you made some points that are sort of, they're critical of John Denver within the limited worldview of like what Dave thinks is cool, which is fine and respectable. And I like that that's, that that's important to you and that's cool, but broaden your heart. We're talking about John Denver exclamation point. That's the topic, right? Here's a guy comes out of nowhere, writes two songs that at a sing along in Japan, you'd have everybody singing along with you probably in Moscow in Calcutta, you could get people singing. I, I, what, I know for a fact. Know actually, I, come to think of it, I Calcutta. know for a fact. I was riding along with a uh, with a guy. Uh, he was taking me to a hike in Nepal, and he started putting on country roads, and he started singing. We were both singing along on the road in Nepal. It was great. Worldwide superstar comes out of nowhere. Represents. Yeah, it's not considered cool at the moment, but the sort of. 70s kind of Anne Murray, uh, Gordon Lightfoot, feel good, rejuvenative kind of folk rock thing that was happening at the time. I'd maybe connect it to the Eagles a little bit. There was something there where it was just like, we just want solid, like not disagreeable hits. And John Denver nailed that. Goes on to die in a plane crash. I don't know what to say. That's an exclamation point life. We're still singing the songs. They're still bangers. He's got two states that are like, you're going to hear him at the airport or whatever. And that's a life with an exclamation point <laughs> on it. John Denver exclamation airport. point. Yeah. The airport, the opposite of an exclamation point, if it could be a building. Like, I mean, that's, I'll just say this. I'll, I'm like, I don't really need, I don't think a closing statement, but um, wait, what was the thing you said? God damn it. Oh, there were so many things I wanted to refute. Now I can't remember. <laughs> <any>. <laughs> oh, well, here's the, here's the main point. Two songs. This whole time, all you've been able to come up with is two songs of his. That's not an exclamation life or an exclamation point life. That's like a two-hit wonder. I'm not talking about what I think is cool. I have not been. I've been talking about his influence and the amount of, like, where is his place in the cultural landscape? And it's like, 
I think if you if you went back in time to the day he died and you predicted what John Denver's influence on culture would have been, you would have way overestimated it for whatever reason. And it has to do, so. I think, in some ways with like the kind of music he wrote and the kind of person he was, he's kind of just disappeared from cultural memory. I think we concluded our arguments. I mean, I could keep going, but we might get into repetition and stuff. I mean, yeah, I I have to tell you, Heels, I think I was sort of roundly convinced by Dave's argument. All right. Look, I mean, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. The guy, when you hear the songs, you feel an exclamation point in your heart, right? A little bit. Okay. The song, those two songs are pretty good. But two songs, at least not Mozart, you know, he's not Beethoven. You get two songs. I feel like. An ellipsis or something. I feel like, uh, okay, mm. like, yeah. they don't get me going. They don't get okay. me dancing. Right. Look. I mean, like, set aside how you feel about those two songs of John Denver and tell me that Dave's convincing, sta- uh, Dave's uh, ending statement, closing statement wasn't convincing to you. Well, I think that Dave is, uh, like, he's not a very influential artist. I don't think anyone's, like, inspired by him. He's sort of a cultural phenomenon of the time, uh, which was before all of our time. So it's a little bit just kind of a nostalgia act as far as we're concerned. But he was selling out stadiums in his day. Mm-hmm. Died in a cool way. Uh, that's more or less my argument. You get, a, you cool get an exclamation way. point for he that. He yeah. himself I, in the mountain, right? Is that I cool? think that's the thing about the whole, the plane crash. Uh, somehow, like, I don't feel like that was the explosive sort of exclamation <laughs> point example that it needed to be in the debate. Somehow, Dave managed to, like, pour water on that. and or Or not. I don't know. But it... It uh, it felt like the bang <laughs> sort of of that event wasn't there. I was interested mm. that you sort of projected a possible outcome uh, for John Denver as an anti-vaxxer. And like yeah, that, that, was that could have been a, I think we could have oh, explored okay, that yeah, some more. Like leaned into more like, yeah. Like, that was an interesting he, like, door exclamation system. point sort of interrupted, you know, like who knows right. who he well, might Well, sort of data point about the John Denver life that I do remember is from that documentary about Jerry Weintraub. I think that's the guy, uh-huh. the, the, the Hollywood producer guy. Uh-huh. And he came up as a music producer and he felt John Denver had screwed him over. And so he like cut John Denver off, you know, he's John Denver's manager and John Denver booked a show without telling him or something. And he cut him off forever. And I'd never seen like, you know, John Denver as a, you know, possibly evil or uh, duplicitous character until this documentary. And for some reason it's stuck and in my craw. Let's not forget Keely that you thought you saw a documentary about John Denver as well. That was an interesting. That, I, I was worried about that. I felt <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's like, talk about a not like, I, decided I don't even to know if I did. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you could have just hammered me with that. <laughs> I didn't think it would be sporting. Um, I, by the way, hey man, like, once, once we're in the arena, it's, it's no, you're right, you're right. It's a fight uh, to the have. death. I guess I saved it for after the bell. Uh, John <laughs> Denver was born Henry John Deutschendorf Jr. 
Wow. That's when you want to bring in the pseudonym. And we forgot about such hits as uh, Thank God I'm a Country Boy and, of course, Sunshine sunshine on My Shoulder. Hey, I have a, I, I want to throw out a sort of concept. Tell me what you guys think. I think that John Denver mm. and he, he, around, I don't know what years we're talking about for the John Denver hits, but I want to say like 1978 or so. Mm. But I feel like Colorado was like a fad around that time. <laughs> like Gary Hart was kind of big in like the oh, 84 right. election. Sure. Like going skiing, Aspen was kind of a mm. thing. It was very, but these are all very 80s kind of concepts, I feel. Mm-hmm. And just it didn't, t- Coors maybe was part of it. And it didn't, I don't know, it didn't quite Coors. take. I don't think anyone's dying to move to Colorado right now. Maybe I mean, Colorado is still a cool place, but I feel like there was a moment there where Colorado, Denver, John Denver, Rocky Mountain High, the Rocky Mountains as this cool concept <laughs> had a moment there sometime okay. like when we were kids and we kind of almost were just catching the residuals. I don't know. What do you think about that? Hmm. hmm. Sure. I was in Colorado in the 80s. We went there on vacation I don't remember feeling any sort of electricity in the air, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, you know, I was also eight or whatever. I hear what you're saying. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, there's not much to, like, identify it. I Well, I guess I hear, like, yeah, John, the Denver and the music, but it doesn't have the same... I think there was just like an American fantasy about Colorado as this special place that's kind of evaporated. Maybe I'm wrong. Listeners, hit me up. I I know we've got some listeners in Colorado. I could see if it was tied also to a sort of like mm, fitness jogging running craze of the late 70s, early Mm -hmm. 80s. And Mm -hmm. it was like, well, if you want to run, this is the place, you know, like it's beautiful out here. And I I don't know. But like, do you hear about like moving to Boulder or something? Mm -hmm. That's just not, I don't hear about that. I thought Boulder had a minute in the yeah, a yeah. moment rather in for a minute in the like the aughts I want to well, say. Well, mm-hmm. was it's funny you say that because I immediately think of uh, Jenny and the S Dog Malcolm's song, which is like the one shout out of Boulder I could think of, uh, <laughs> and I think that was yeah right around there, right ninety nine, so early aughts. Boulder. Well, wow. God, oh boy, whoa! <laughs> I feel like we've been all over the place. Like I feel like I've been on a journey. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I had a great was, time with you guys. I always do. Yeah, I, I like this episode. I thought it was nice to kind of like hunker down in California for a minute, and then mm. have John Denver sort of take us to Colorado by way of West Virginia. Anyway. I enjoyed myself and I enjoyed hanging out with you guys and always a pleasure. We'll see you very soon on the great debates. Great Debates is produced by Mark Caricello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King, and the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina.